0: Iguodala, and here it goes. he got it, the Warriors have won on a team-winning shot by Andre Iguodala! Live in the entertainment capital
1: of the world, a split screen, Hosey will defend, oh! LeBron James with no regard for human life! It's the T.C. Martin Show! Oh! to get your daily prescription from the doctor.
2: Saul says, "Pay a big ticket." T. C. Martin. And here comes the birdman, flapping his wings and soaring
0: for a sweet flush. When you're dynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet <laughs> mohawk.
2: The doctor is now in. Uno,
0: dos, tres, ole. baby. Wild Wednesday it is the middle of work week hump day. Hump day! Get you on know that hump day.
1: Hey, met some people from Pahrump and they call it the hump too. The hump to Pahrump. Because everybody I know calls it over the hump to Pahrump. Because there actually is a hump. There's a hump there. That you actually have to drive. Yeah. But those of us know that there are another
0: reason for the hump and prump as well. So, yeah, right.
1: The bunny Ranch, baby. The bunny Ranch.
0: it's illegal hump and prump. It is. Okay. You gotta like that. And then you go to uh, over a hump. I didn't realize that they actually got snow in uh, that as well too up there. You know they get snow in prump.
1: They always get snow.
0: So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was invited to come up to prump. I go. I don't know about that drive. I don't think I've ever made the drive to prump. If I did, it was like many, many, many years ago. Do so I want to make isn't that for like an hour? Yeah. I think something like that. 45 to an hour, depending on where
1: you live. And then you add snow into that, and it's like yes. an hour and a half now. And then the darkness thing, too. You know, you throw on a winter night. That, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm down for that. You know? Even though it could be rewarding at the end. What do you think? I mean, it, you could, go? it could be. You no. go? Well, you're an expert when it comes to that stuff. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's expensive as hell. The drive? No. (laughs) Well, I'm not going
0: for that. I'm not going to pay the Bunny Ranch. No, I wouldn't be going for that.
1: That, I thought that's what you were talking about, me going to. I said I know people in Harump. Harump. Harump? Harump. Harump. Harump.
0: Hey, what movie is that from? Harump. Harump.
1: Harump. Come on. God, what is it? What is it? 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 Everybody, come on. Harump. 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 Mel Brooks. It's sound. it is. Okay. Yeah. No, I it was either that, I was thinking that, or, or American uh or History of the World. History of the World. I yeah. was I was between those, I was like, which one is it? Which one yeah. is it?
0: I'm not sure which one. We got it both covered.
1: Though. Yeah. Take your pick. Speaking of having
0: it all covered for you today, we got plenty of football to talk about. We will talk NFL playoffs. Hey, we're Wednesday. It's getting close. We start hyping it up. We start talking about the NFL playoffs. We've got what six games coming your way this week? Well, five that you can watch. Five that I can watch. Thank you very <laughs> Don't get me going again. The terrible Tuesday takes from yesterday. Yes, Steve Berline will join us. We will talk to the former quarterback, our quarterback, one of our quarterbacks. I was one going one a. You have like four quarterbacks. I know. We've got plenty of them, quarterbacks, and I can't, I can't distinguish who's uh, the starters,
1: and I'll upset them all. We need the TC Martin. All-pro team. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Now, you're talking about all
1: sports or, all, or each well, sport? I think we need each sport. We need we need we got an all-pro team. We could you could play. almost make... <laughs> <laughs> you could almost have a starting five. What a roster. Do I got to
0: franchise tag anybody? Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings.
1: You know? No. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if you don't franchise tag Cartwright, he might get a little angry at that.
0: That's what I'm saying. This is so, nice, I mean, like... You know? Well, you already know Schrader and Berline. Yeah, I mean, I gotta appease them both. They both get upset.
1: All you gotta do is give them chicken. They'll be fine. That's true.
0: They both like the chicken. Who doesn't like the chicken? (laughs) Trevor Match will join us. We'll put a bow and a final recap on the college football championship, which Trevor was there on the broadcast side. So thought to give him a day to travel. Okay, the game was Monday night. He gets to travel, go back to Tennessee. Hopefully, he's back. He's comfortable and uh, take a deep breath, and then he will join us today so we'll recap that and we'll talk about goodbye to the college football playoff of this uh, rendition we've had for the last 10 years of the four teams now we go to 12 right so uh, we got that going today as well so a lot of football but we start today talking a little hoop a little college hoop of course with Kevin Krueger the head coach of UNLV because the Rebels victorious last night 83 get a big time victory over New Mexico who was 13 and 2 Coming into the contest last night at the Thomas and Mack Center, and the Rebels went wire to wire. It seemed like the the game was never in doubt. They had some injuries, but they persevered like their head coach, and they got it done. Kevin, what's going on, man?
2: Not too much. What's going on with you guys?
0: Good, man. Good, good. Congratulations, nice victory last night. And uh, you know, as I'm watching that game last night, I'm I, I had flashbacks to the Dollar Loan Center of, of the game against Creighton which was very, very similar where, you know, you guys came in as a slight underdog, but you took it to them. You took it to Creighton. You took it to New Mexico. You guys shot the lights out. And I don't know if you've thought about that or not. I know, you know, you don't like to compare games and this, and that, but it just seemed like this, the focus and the shooting, uh, were, were, were very similar to those two games.
2: Yeah. It was really good. uh really good day for us. And, uh, Came out with a great start. Um, knew that we needed to get off to a good start. A very, uh, very good New Mexico team and a very hard team to defend. And I just thought our intent was great from, from start to finish. And, uh, definitely one of our more complete games on the year.
0: Now you did have some injuries, you know, coming into this game as well, too. And the bench was, uh, was shrunk down a little bit. How much of a concern, uh, was that for you?
2: Yeah. You know, learning that, uh, Jalen be out for the year and then, uh, uh, Isaiah. Had a little injury in, in, practice that we're hoping to get him back, uh, soon from. But, uh, yeah, it was a little concerned, just two bigger bodies, a lot of experience and, uh, been really unfortunate and sad situation for Jalen playing, you know, coming back home and, and now it'll end up only playing in six games, uh, this season. And, uh, so you, you there's a little nerves there because you don't know that, you know, how everyone's going to react, how everyone's feeling. It can take a toll on people, you know, his friends in the locker room. Uh, but the guys bounced back and, and, and played incredibly hard. And I think a, a large reason for it was because, uh, they realized one of their, one of their teammates was, uh, down and out. And, you know, and again, they just, they just had a great couple of days of prep and, and getting off to a good start was really, really important for us.
0: Hey, you mentioned Jalen Hill. I mean, coming back home, uh, he had the wrist injury. He ended up only playing seven games, uh, this year and he comes back after, you know, missing nearly a month and a half, uh, the San Diego state game plays 14 minutes. And then, you know, he, he tears, uh, the ACL. Right. And that was just, uh, just, just treacherous for him and you guys as well, too, because I, I'm sure that you probably felt, okay, the wrist injuries behind them. Here we go now. And then that happens. I mean, just so unfortunate.
2: Well, it really is, you know, this group, uh, You know, with uh, Keelan's eligibility coming halfway, Shane missed, I think, believe, the first eight games with an ankle, Um, you know, Isaiah's kind of had a, uh, been kind of in and out a little bit and and battled through a lot of things, and then, of course, we kind of went in the San Diego State game knowing it's obviously a really tough place to play, but there was um, some excitement around having the roster back and having all the guys back, and then, you know, you you blink your eyes, and and two guys are out for the next one, so. But the guys uh, did what was asked of them, um, regardless of uh, what it, what they had been working on and, and what their kind of personal agendas or personal goals even aside. Uh, you know, they went out and did everything we had to do to get a win. And uh, and I thought that uh, as a group, they did that uh, pretty much close to perfection.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. And, you know, it, it just feels bad for you as well, too, it, and, and the squad, because you really never had that full complement of roster, you know, from the beginning of this season, there is, like you said, the the craziness with the NCAA, the suspensions, you know, uh, then you had, you know, the injuries and everything else. It's just, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you looked at, you know, the beginning of the summer, you're thinking like, hey, man, you know, we're going to be pretty solid. We got depth, uh, we got talent, we got players, but you just have not had a full roster for, I, I can't think of, of any game or games this season.
2: Yeah, we had it for 14 minutes and yeah you know you go into the season and you you got five fifth-year seniors um you got a, a great group of guys returning uh then you got guys you're familiar with of course uh having recruited Jalen in high school and he played for my dad for two years uh, and then uh you know coach cooper had worked with the boone twins at oklahoma state so there's there's a lot of things uh just from a roster standpoint in the summer to be excited about and then just kind of right off the bat we were uh we hit a little road bump with uh with some injuries and some eligibility and, and then, uh, you know, you get, get the lift the day that Keelan's eligible at Creighton and then we've got other injuries to deal with. So, but, uh, we're, we're, we're still excited about going forward. We thought yesterday was a great, a great, uh, game for us and something to build on. And, uh, now we just got to get ready for another really good team coming in on Saturday.
0: You got it. The boom, uh, twins you mentioned 46 points they combined for last night. Uh, Caleb with 29, Keelan with uh, 17. Uh, talk a little bit about those guys playing together and now, you know, into shape, rounding out now. Just, just talk a little bit, not only, uh, their contributions, but, you know, how they're working in with the chemistry of everybody else.
2: Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they both, uh, for being twins, you know, they, they, they do it in different ways. Of course, Caleb more around the basket, Keelan more on the perimeter, but, you know, their length, their experience is, the uh, is something that we knew was going to be pivotal for this year. Um, just the group of guys we had, uh you know, being able to, to, to go back to, you know, four and five years in the game. And, and, uh, but to see them out last night and both play well was, was really great to see because I think, uh, you know, they deserve it. They deserve this, uh, this opportunity to have a little confidence builder and a little, a little fun out there. And, and, you know, now going forward, we, we know the roster going forward. Of course, we're going to deal with injuries rest year as well, but, uh, we just got to keep working and and try to figure things out as we go.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Rob Whaley. I mean, how about that? He had a thunder dunk there last night and almost had a a near thunder dunk, you know, earlier on in the first half of that game. And then he went down, looked like to be severely hurt. He was down for several minutes and the crowd just got silent. And I know you walked out there. And then when I noticed you like like tapped him on the chest three times and then you went back to the huddle, did you know at that point in time, like, hey, I think he's going to be okay because he came back Delivered that that monster dunk after that, but uh, what a what a uplifting um, you know player he is.
2: Well, Rob has been great. You know, he's somebody that worked incredibly hard in the summer to get his body in a situation where he can play at the Mountain West level, and uh, and so it's it, it's good and and exciting and and happy to see him having fun and having success. And uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see what happened initially, so uh, when he was down holding his what I thought to be his knee, you know, I think just like the crowd, it was kind of like, you know, well, here we go again. You know, what, what's this going to be? And, uh, walked out there and he told me it was a cramp. So just gave him a pat on the chest and, and got back to the team hoping and well, knowing he'd be okay, but hoping he'd also be okay to return in that game.
0: Right. Kevin Kruger joins us, head coach UNLV, our good friend here. The uh, Rebels win 83 73 last night defeating New Mexico team, uh, coached by Richard Petino, uh, some NBA. Um, uh, 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 fathers, sons on that team, Jamal Mashburn, uh, uh, junior. Then you had, uh, you know, Eddie House's, uh, kid playing last night. And New Mexico came in here, uh, w- full of fire, but you guys really took it to him. You shot 50% from the floor. You hit 46% from beyond the arc, 10 of 22 there. And what really impressed me, Kev, is you forced 16 turnovers, you know, and, uh, it wasn't they were just, you know, throwing the ball all over the court. It was that you guys are putting pressure you know on them, talk a little bit about the the attention to defense last night,
2: yeah, I think uh you know when you're getting ready for a team like New Mexico with as much firepower as they have your your concern is that uh you know we'll be a little timid and that uh and I thought the guys that did a good job of doing the opposite they went out there and realized that we had to compete every second of the game and we had to do everything we could to play as hard as we could uh to give ourselves a chance to win a game and and that was what uh. I was most impressed and most happy with the guys about was just that they competed throughout the entire game. They uh stuck with what we had talked about as a group. Um we made plays for each other, we made each other's lives easier and uh and that's what good teams do and that's what I think uh and I've said from day one, I think this is a team that's gonna continue to get better as the year goes on and I think so far we have done that. And uh of course we've had some some slip ups but you know, at the same time I think we're uh we're gonna keep getting better, we're gonna keep uh competing and and hopefully we can get some wins along the way. All
0: right, Utah State coming to town Saturday, a 12 noon game. CBS Sports Network will have the have that televised. I want everyone to get out to the Thomas and Mack Center uh, for this game. But talk a little bit about Utah State. They basically had no returning starters, if if I'm correct here, and I remember this. But they're still having one heck of a season. And it just seems like that program continues to reload. We know Ashworth, their, their fine guard seems like he's been there for 12 years. Uh, he, he went to Creighton. You, you saw him earlier this year. But like I said, Utah State always dangerous. Uh, talk to us about Saturday's game.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think uh, they're definitely, uh, in terms of the surprise from the beginning of the summer, of course, when, when Danny got the job up there to where they are now, I don't think. I think they returned zero points right. from last year's roster. So, uh, certain done, he's done an unbelievable job there. They're playing with a ton of confidence. They're having a bunch of fun. Uh, they play incredibly hard and, uh, and in the Mountain West, I mean, from here on out, it's going to be, it's going to be dogfight every night. And, uh, and I think the guys will be excited for it. A ranked team coming into the Thomas and Mac and we know we got to do our best to protect home court and, you know, every night's going to be that way in the Mountain West. So we got, we can't. We can be excited and happy about last night, but we got to turn our attention pretty quick over to Utah State.
0: Yeah, and I know we touched upon this before, but uh, what a, a crazy start, or at least you know, a toughness uh, start to this Mountain West Conference schedule. You open at San Diego State, you get New Mexico at home, Utah State at home, then you got to go on the road next week to face Boise State and Colorado State. I mean, wow! I mean, it's a tough schedule, but again, hey, one and one right now, and you got a chance to improve on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got you gotta play them at some point. Yep. You gotta got play everybody in conference, so, uh, but it is, uh, it's also a great opportunity for us to say, to sit down and say, you know, we can't worry or think about anything other than the game in front of us, uh, the day in front of us of what we gotta to do to get as much out of the day as we can. And, uh, that's why I think it, it was great to see last night, you know, guys bounce back from an incredibly tough physical, uh, Game at San Diego State where really we just felt like the first five or six minutes are what doomed us in that game. And, uh, we'd love to have that start back, but, uh, I think last night just showed that the group recognized it and, uh, and did everything they could to, to understand it's gotta be 40 minutes. We can't lose our spark and we had to keep going because even when they made a run there in the second half, I thought we did a good job of, uh, Kind of settling down and getting good quality looks, knowing that they were they were going to keep going for the entire 40 minutes.
1: Yeah,
0: Kevin, let's get back to work. Appreciate the time as always. Congratulations on the victory last night. Uh, great stuff. Great watching it. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, we'll, I know you'll be on the road next week. But uh, good luck on Saturday. We'll be out there watching that as well. To a 12 noon start as the Rebels take on Utah State. Take care, my man.
2: All right. Appreciate it, guys.
0: You got it. There he is, Kevin Krueger the head coach at UNLV Rebels. Impressive last night, 83-73. And again, you know, with this program, you you know that you've got a guy who cares passionately about this team, does a fantastic job of recruiting. Uh His dad is there for support to lean on, and we talk to him both all the time, Kevin and Lon. And I know that the fan base is apathetic at times, and especially when they lose games. And you open up the Mount West Conference season at San Diego State. This is a team that went to the national championship game last year in Houston. And they returned several of key pieces to that team. And they're going to be another team to deal with. The Mount West this season is the best that I've seen In a long, long time. And I've talked a lot about in years past, like people saying, Hey, you're going to get four teams to go to the NCAA tournament. Okay. And and you've had that last couple of years, but this year you actually got, you know, legitimate teams and the way that the, the Rebels have to open up this season, San Diego State, New Mexico, Utah State, Boise State, Colorado State. That's your top five. Top five in any particular order. You can flip them. And remember, we talked about this last year at this point in time, too, where the standings can flip. It's not like you have one great team and then everybody else. And San Diego State ended up emerging. But remember, Boise State was, was at the top for a lot. Utah State was there, always hanging around. And they had uh, plenty of returning talent. But now, you know, a lot of people anticipated that it was going to be a down year for the Aggies. And look at the start they're off to now. So, you know... You got double digit wins, you know, coming into the uh, start of the year, January here, with all of these teams that I just mentioned. New Mexico State came in here 13, or rather, New Mexico came in 13 and 2 last night. Now they're 13 and 3, and the Rebels took it to them. That's all you could say. Creighton came in here, all right? Might have been a great spot for UNLV. You know, Creighton was playing Alabama three days later. They come over here to. Uh, they played the game in Vegas at the Dollar Loan Center, and UNLV took care of business. Fell behind eight nothing, eight two, and then boom, put the pedals of the metal. They never looked back, and that was the same way last night. UNLV jumped it up, jumped out of that early lead, and never looked back, and uh stretched the lead to as many as seventeen at one point. The lead got down to nine with about five and a half minutes to go in the game, and then the Rebels. Took care of business, ended up winning by 10. So they held on last night with, uh, out, uh, without two key players in Isaiah Cottrell and Jalen Hill. And as we know, Jalen Hill, unfortunately out for the rest of the season, just very unfortunate. Tires the ACL there Saturday, uh, at San Diego State. But again, it's basketball time. We flipped the calendar, right? College football is over. We now look at college basketball, March madness. We're. Right smack dab in the middle of all the conference races right now. And UNLV is, uh, you know, playing well right now. All right. They, they lost San Diego State. They beat New Mexico. Let's see what they do Saturday afternoon against Utah State. And they got a very, very tough stretch. And if they could get through this stretch going three and two, four, one, and then you got Air Force and then you got Wyoming and those are going to be victories. Those no excuse for, for not winning those games. San Jose State. Not very strong this year, so there's another one. So big stretch for the rebels. Let's see if they can uh, they can get through this year. All right, so a lot more basketball, of course, we'll be talking about uh, as uh, the season progresses here. But plenty of football, as we know, especially with the NFL. And we are going to be talking to you Trevor Maddich at the top of the hour when we talk to him uh, regarding the college football national championship. Put a bow on that because uh, he was there on the broadcast side, but. Some major news coming out: College football. Nick Saban retiring. That's right. Nick Saban officially retiring. Now, this is going to catch a lot of people off guard, especially for the team that Nick Saban had this year with a quarterback who was really learning with freshman Jalen Milroe, he's coming back next year to lead this team. Alabama, again, has one of the best recruiting classes in the entire country. And there were that fraction of people who thought, okay, maybe Alabama's not that good. And what they do? And they put this monster win streak together, won 10 games in a row. And came in as the number, what, four seed in the college football playoff and gave Michigan everything they wanted. Much better game than what we saw in the championship game a couple nights ago when Michigan just steamrolled Washington. And we were talking about this last week like, wow, it's too bad because you got this semifinal game really could be and should be the national championship game because those are the two best teams that were playing well at the end of the season. Alabama ended up losing by a touchdown in overtime. And now that'll go down as Nick Saban's last game of his coaching career. Say, college coaching career? Will he make an attempt back in the NFL? I don't think so. 70 years old, Nick Saban is done. Seven national titles he won. And he's retiring after 17 seasons. In Tuscaloosa at Alabama. So that is the breaking news of the day. Uh, rather shocking because I don't think anybody anticipated that he would be calling it quits because you really never seen anything from Nick Saban that says, okay, he's slowing down. He's, you know, his health is failing. We haven't seen any of that. I mean, again, I always say it. This guy's kind of still got the best head of hair in all, in all, in all of, uh, college football, right? Now, Also transitioning into that, we get news today on the NFL side, former college football coach who did a fantastic job at SC, has been with the Seattle Seahawks for more than a decade, and that is Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll announced today that he is stepping down as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Another guy I've always been jealous of because a great head of hair. These guys are much older than me, much older than me. And they kept their hair. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah, what am I talking about? I look across. look at Nunchucks. He's much younger than me. And he's got less hair than me. Sorry. You know, everyone's taking stabs at me all the time. I know. I've It was coming. I've never taken a stab okay. at you. But it's okay. But it's okay.
1: I always have the hat. So yeah, we're good.
0: Yeah. And I, I never understood why you can get those headphones on over the hat. See, I can't do it. It's, it's too hot. I know. It's...
1: There you go. Just like that. Yeah. See how easy yeah. that is? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me adjust my headsets. Hold, hold on, hold on. There you go. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're, we're not perfect yet. Mm-hmm. Testing. Hello. Now we're good. Good. What's more of a shock? Nick Saban or Pete Carroll? Mm-hmm. Pete, I think. Pete's more of a shock. Pete. Pete is more of a shock. Okay. Cause I don't think he has more than a couple years left in him to coach. Pete? Is... He is, he is 72. Mm hmm. Pete has that fire. He, he, does. he does have that fire, but
0: he did, their team did not make the playoffs this year. And you kind of felt like, hmm. And we're, they were kind of doing it with smoke and mirrors. Yeah. When you're looking at Geno Smith as your quarterback and we just haven't really expected much from Seattle over the last few seasons. If anything, they've overachieved and that's credit to Pete Carroll. I don't think anybody can win with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback. Can't happen, shouldn't 100%. happen. You know? So maybe it was just time where Pete, because he said all the right things. I would listen to Pete every week do press conferences and do interviews. And he always held out this great hope. And I'm thinking like, man, Pete, your, your team really is not that good. This is not that team with the staunch defense, the Legion of Boom. Even though Bobby Wagner came back, he was still there. But for the most part, they were good defensively. Heck, they were better probably defensively than they were offensively. DK Metcalf, fine, fine receiver. You know, Will Disley, you know, good tight end. The running backs, you know, Kenneth Walker came over from TCU. Yeah. So they were starting to get it together, but Geno Smith, and that's where it stops for me, like Geno Smith. And maybe the Seahawks were just said, Hey, you know what? We're married to Gino. And maybe Pete said, you know, he's not the guy. Can't win with this guy.
1: So we'll get more reports. So I, th- there's a picture and video of Pete at his last home game. Yeah. He's standing in the end zone, just kind of looking. Mm. So like after seeing that picture that was just released yesterday or today. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. Like I think he knew. I think he knew this was it. Probably. And I think that, I think I heard them say that they're leaving him as a team. He's a
0: special advisor. Yeah. Now, I don't know what special advisor means because here's the thing. If this was Pete Carroll's call, because here's the thing we don't know. And if you're getting any reports, let me know if this was a Seattle Seahawks front office call or was it Pete Carroll's call? to part ways, step down, or whatever. They're not parting ways, so we shouldn't use that term. Because he's hanging on as a special advisor. And basically what this means is, Pete can show up to the facility anytime he wants. He's going to get a paycheck, and they're going to tap into him say, hey Pete, who do you think we should hire as head coach? Hey, what do you think about these personnel decisions? And Pete's not going to be held accountable for anything. It's usually a courtesy check, and a courtesy job that you get when you're the special advisor. How much weight is gonna is he going to carry? Who knows? But it's a way to go out and save face. Now, if Pete Carroll wanted to leave Seattle and say, you know what, I still got some fire in me. I want to coach. I want to coach a playoff contender in my last two or three years that I feel that I still have it. Then I think we would not have this special advisor thing. Pete Carroll will just say okay i'm leaving the organization boom you want to
1: you know i was just gonna say
0: now give can- me a retirement party and send me out okay that's fine but i uh, i still want to coach
1: can you coach somewhere if he, if he wanted to, with the special advisor role, can it? Then,
0: then obviously, you know, they would have to take that title away. Yeah. He's not under contract with that. Can he go so to I, college? He could do whatever he wants.
1: No, I'm saying with the college, with the special advisor role. No,
0: no, no, no. I mean, that's his job right now. So he's under contract. Yeah. He, he would be under contract for that. So my point of the matter is, if he has agreed to be a special advisor to the Seattle Seahawks, that says basically... <laughs> That's one foot into retirement. That's it. And so maybe there are some health issues. Who knows? But you couldn't tell with Pete Carroll moving up and down the sideline and running and and probably running a four nine forty and chewing his gum the way he does. I don't think health is the answer, but we don't know. You never know about these things. We don't know if Nick Saban has any health issues. You just don't know.
1: Seattle is looking for or er, looking to Dan Quinn.
0: Makes sense. A little history there. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of uh, of coaching news, you know, coming your way. So uh, we'll give you another one. I, I guess we can call this breaking. News. So it's funny, you know, we talked about the coaching changes, and we, we reeled off everything that was uh, what happened the last couple of days, and. Remember we said there'd probably be six or seven coaches opening and we're, we're getting to that because on Monday, there was like, there was like three, right? Pete is seven. There you go. So all the talk about the Raiders. Should they retain Antonio Pierce? Should he come back? Is he going to be the man? And we've been talking about Jim Harbaugh and other things. And the Raiders have announced that they are looking at general managers and they're starting that interview process now. We went over those candidates yesterday, right? So the news comes out today that Antonio Pierce is now interviewing for the Tennessee Titans. Shouldn't come of too much of a shock. But for people to think that, okay, well, it's Antonio Pierce's job to lose or whatever, if you're Antonio Pierce, you can't sit around and wait for the Raiders. Yesterday, Tennessee dropped the bombshell of Mike Vrabel was fired after six seasons, had a winning record, the lone coach of this group that that leaves uh, with a winning record. Obviously, aside of Pete Carroll, but as of yesterday, when he got fired, fifty four forty five, six and eleven this season, below five hundred with the Titans, two straight seasons. But the Titans had all kinds of injury problems. He was coach of the year just two years ago in twenty twenty one was Mike Vrabel, and I, I don't agree. I, I didn't agree with this. So the Titans are not wasting any time. Who did they make? Their first candidate to set up an interview? The very first one? Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce, their first candidate. So that tells you that they are serious about Antonio Pierce. Maybe more serious than Mark Davis, maybe. Don't know. But, but there's an interesting twist with that. All right. So we'll talk more football, more NFL stuff, uh, when we come back. We will talk to our good friend Steve Berline. We'll talk about the playoffs, coaching changes, and more as uh, we're rolling here on a Wednesday. The Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame induction celebration is back Sunday, February 4th at the brand new venue at Thunder Valley Casino Resort. Join us as we induct the class of 2024 NBA champion Matt Barnes, all-star James Donaldson, Major League Baseball's Nick Johnson and Leon Lee, and world champion triathlete Jamie Whitmore. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For all info, go to SACSportsHOF.com. Hi, this is Dusty Baker, proud member of the Sacramento Sports I'm Hall of Fame. Yep.
1: To be there to see it at Thunder Valley Casino. All right, let me put some
0: water on your ball. More from the Master Debater. The Doctor, T.C. Martin. You never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. All right, make sure you go over and check out. MJ1 over at Mandalay Bay. It is fantastic. I mean, you're going to hear this. You hear every song. That's, well, not every song. Sure, there's too many songs. But uh, it's one of the best, uh, especially there at the Cirque du Soleil. Uh, get your tickets at the Mandalay Bay box office, Cirque du Soleil. And we've got tickets uh, to give away for that as well, too. So uh, hang tight for that. But uh, always a great time. One of my all time favorite shows. I got to say, my all time favorite show is MJ1. Oh. Uh, 10-year anniversary <coughs> happening right now as we speak in year number 10. But I uh, love that show. All right, don't forget, speaking of shows, uh, back at the Westgate, Las Vegas, our Friday home. We are there last Friday. We are there this Monday for championship uh, night. And, uh, of course, watch the game there, the great food options, everything else there. But come on by, see the show as we get ready for the NFL playoffs as the college season is now behind us. But we've got some great playoff games coming your way this weekend. Uh, a couple on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. Yes, we have Monday Night Football, again, for the second year in a row here, the playoffs. I don't know. We'll dive into all that with our next guest, quarterback, Steve Berline. What is going on, my friend? Hey, man. What's going on? What's the good word? Uh, it's all good. You know, let's see. I got I got some food. I got some uh, some playoff action. Uh, what more do you need, man? I got it all. Tell me what you need, man. Well,
3: well, a little chicken would be nice, but, uh, uh, you, you know, other than that, I think I'm pretty good. Maybe a tea time. A tea time? Uh, yeah, it's a little cold a for that right now.
0: A little cold for that, but that's okay. Oh, come on. A little cold for that. What are you what are you
3: talking about?
0: Well, we got 44 degrees here. You know, you like that? You want to golf in 44? Yeah, it's, it's
3: up to you know, forty nine or
0: forty nine right now. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
3: As long as it's not raining, I would still find a way to make it happen. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a mutter. I'm a mutter. You know, I, I don't mind the cold, and I don't mind. I, I, I should say. Let me take that back. I mean, I, I, I would not play golf in the cold rain in that weather. Although I have before. Yeah. In fact, I did it. I think it was the year was probably 1992. I did it with uh an old friend of mine, Bill Bates. He's a legendary yes. former Dallas Cowboy player. We were playing on a Tuesday during the season. It had to be uh de- you know, December or whatever, maybe even playoff time and uh we were driving up the ninth fairway absolutely miserable. And uh we he looked at me and he said, What the blank are we doing out here? And I said, I have no freaking idea. And he said, let's go bowling for God's sake. So we went bowling.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious.
3: We finished nine, though. We got through nine.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Now, now listen <laughs> now. Um, I just say this because you say it. You know, you're at an advanced age now, my friend. You're coming off uh, the surgeries. I don't think you need to be golfing in the 40s. Okay. You don't need to be golfing 40 degree weather. It might not be conducive to your current condition. How about if we just say that?
3: So let, let me just. Let me just stop you right there, okay? Number one, advanced age. <laughs> that, that is, uh, uh, an absolute, uh, uh, I will never, ever, uh, go along with that description a uh, correlation of my, my age. I don't care how old I am. <laughs> um, even if it might be true, I will never agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and number two, I always like proving that I can handle circumstances and situations that are difficult that most people would wilt under. I, I love those challenges. So I, I'm one of those guys that if I've made it tea time, I am going to go unless they will not let us out on the golf course. That's kind of what's my mentality. So yeah. um, just, just understand that before you start spewing these <laughs> falsehoods. <laughs> <laughs> Not falsehoods at all. Again, I I
0: kind of swear you might have uh, you never used that term, whatever. But you're telling me it's like okay, you know, yeah. I think it's more just injury related. You know, it was the the, the post surgery that you had to take it easy. But no, you bounced back fine after the surgery. You said that. I mean, you're you're feeling good. That's all. But I just don't know. I don't want to golf in, in the in the cold, man. No one wants to golf in the cold. There's you got plenty of of other great months, especially here and then where you live. So you could just take a couple months off. Of of uh yeah. you know, getting tea times,
3: man. Well, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. I'm never gonna be the one that suggests it. If the rest of the group right decides that it's not it's not gonna happen, I'll try to coax them into it. Uh but if they if they don't have the ability to kinda of rise to the challenge then I'll go along with them. Uh but we, we have to have some some alternative. Uh, some competitive alternative uh, that involves also uh, the the uh, proper libation uh, option as well. There has to be the cold cold beverages and something competitive going, on. even if it's just going back into the clubhouse and rolling some dice, right? Or doing something along that those lines. I'm I'm up for it. Okay, so here but,
0: we, here we go. So we we both you know we got we're the lovers of the chicken here. So how many How many of those wings can you put down? How many buckets could you go yourself? All right, if I if I put Berlin at the two and a half buckets, are we taking the under or the over?
3: Well, it depends again on the situation now. So I am I am old enough to not feel like I've got to stop myself. (laughs) Uh, to the point where I'm uncomfortable at this age, I'm trying to shed pounds. Ah, at this age. I see, friends. there it
0: is. There's the terminology. Yeah. At this, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't mean advanced age. I meant at this age. There's the breaking at news.
3: At this age, at this age, the goal and the challenge is to lose weight. Yeah. So I'm not trying to gain weight. But if there is a a wager, at it's so, if it is a competition. Uh, I could probably step up to the, to the, to the plate and I could probably get through. I would take the over on that. Okay. I like it. I like it. I want
0: a bucket of chicken. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. I've been on, okay. I'm not, not to make you jealous, but you brought it up. But I have been on a great chicken roll lately. You know, it's been like my Friday night's uh, routine here where I've, I've gone through about a bucket of chicken probably the last four or five Friday nights, you know, and, uh, wow. and, 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 uh, you know, uh, we'll be dining there again this weekend as well with uh one of um uh the not your colleague because he's a different sport, uh, but uh, taking the coach uh <laughs> old Pete Gillen, uh, he'll be in town doing a broadcast for UNLV
3: basketball, and uh, we're 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 hitting blue ribbon on Saturday. Well, I I love that, I love that, and you know the the only. Uh, I would say that would be the perfect way to end the day. I could, I could picture the perfect, my perfect vision right now, heading out there, uh, playing, you know, getting in 18 holes or, or even more, 18, 27, 36 on one of the great golf courses out there, enjoying the day with a few cold beers, whatever it might be. And then coming in, finishing up, meeting up at Cosmo and going over there, having some chicken at that blue ribbon. And then, uh, let the rest of it take care of itself. I mean, what a great day that would be.
0: That's it. All right. And, uh, as you know, you, uh, my friend, we're here. You can live
3: that every day. If
0: you, right. You can live that every day if you wanted to. So, uh, we're here. So all you have to do is just come on down and, uh,
3: we'll oblige All you know. right. They gotta do it. All right. All right. All right. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. I love it.
0: I love it. Steve Berline joins us. All right. Uh, NFL Monday quarterback, uh, our guy. Are we done? No, we're Are not we done. done. Are we done? No, we haven't started oh. yet. Now, now, the breaking news. Now, I know you're busy, and you've probably been driving around, but I don't know if you've heard the breaking news or not today. So uh, we just talked I about it. I think I did. Okay, you did. So what's more of a shock to you as we have two, I guess, so-called retirements here? Nick Saban leaving Alabama, Pete Carroll out with the Seahawks. What's more of a shock to you?
3: You know, I, I think um, I think Saban is more of a shock uh, to me because, uh, although when you think, I mean, what what is it? Six national championships, seven, uh, or seven, what? actually I'm, I'm, six,
0: six with Alabama, one with LSU. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, seven national championships and. Uh, all that he's accomplished he's now in his 70s and you know uh he's he and his wife are enjoying good health and that'd be advanced you know, age,
0: right steve he's in an advanced age.
3: well i'm sure he'd probably get pissed off <laughs> if I said that about him as well so <laughs> right, right. Uh, i would say just you know he's got uh his health and they've got you know still got some good time in front of them uh bar you know god willing and uh, I understand it for sure. This, uh, this year had to probably take a lot out of him, you know, going down the way that one went down against Michigan in the, the semifinals. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing more that he has to prove. He's going to be regarded as one of, if not the greatest college coach of all time. He's, he's definitely in the top two or three. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm happy for him and, and proud of him. And I, I'm glad that he and his wife are going to get to enjoy some really, really cool years coming up off of the two of them, I'm sure. Pete Carroll, I think it was probably, it's a shocker for sure because he's, he's doing great, uh, you know, physically as well and, and all he's accomplished. Um, but, but I understand why the Seahawks would potentially want to, uh, make a move and, and, but still keeping him involved and doing it the right way. I think, uh, I think every, Pete probably saw the writing on the wall and, Realize this was a great scenario, uh, uh, and for the same reasons too, you know, for him, him to be able to not have the stresses on him as a full-time head coach up there and the grind of being in that position. I think, uh, probably when he stepped back and thought about it, probably seemed like a pretty good o- option. And, you know, he's still going to be involved and, and have a, a hand in the, what's going on there, but, uh, not, not as much of a, um, you know, shocker either. I, neither one of them, when you really think about it, are overly surprising. Uh, but yet, I, I didn't expect either one of them.
0: All right. All right, my friend. We got NFL playoffs. Here we go. Uh Before we get into these matchups here, what do you think of the format here of, you know, since we expanded to seven teams in each conference, where only the number one seed gets the bye? You a fan or not a fan?
3: You know, I, I like it. Um... I, I do like it. It it really puts a premium on on finishing on top in either conference obviously and and uh you know it does keep the suspense going through um you know that final week of the season much more so with all the the different uh possible uh you know developments that can take place and we saw a lot of it again this year with all the what ifs and um you know, it, it, there is a, an argument to be made that, you know, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers don't deserve to be in the, in the playoffs or, you know, a number, number seven seed in general, uh, deserve to be in the playoffs. But, um, you know, I think it, it just, you know, if you don't, if you want to have the buy, end up getting that number one seed, you know, that's just the bottom line right there. So. Uh, I do like the way that it's, it's worked out, um, and, and all the different variables that come into play. So I am a fan of, of this, this restructuring, um, uh, for sure.
0: Alright. Uh, tell me who you like here, man. Uh, some team has got to run the table to win four games coming up here in the next five weeks. Who's going to run the table? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think the favorites have to be, um, you know, Baltimore and San Francisco again, going into the, the two number, number one seeds. Um, you know, they're the favorites for, for good reason. They deserve to have, be in that position. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be hard to pick anybody that you put ahead of them. Now, you know, we've documented, uh, the last several weeks and, and throughout the course of the season that I, I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I love Josh Allen and uh even though he's you know he's he's gonna he's gonna make you scratch your head every once in a while so did Brett Favre so did John Elway so did a lot of these other uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks he's he's got the ability to carry a team and um, you know I like the way they're playing right now Uh even though they didn't have their best game against Miami down in there on on, on Sunday night it, uh, they still found a way to get it done when they had to so I, I look at them as Kind of a dark horse and a team that could go into Baltimore and, uh, and, and come away. It wouldn't surprise me if they were come out of that, uh, with a victory. Uh, obviously I expect the Chiefs to play, uh, better than they have been at this time of year, but, um, I just don't think they have the same, uh, swagger going into these playoffs that, um, has been, you know, really consistent over the last several years. So I'm not as afraid of them as I have been in the past. Uh on the other side, you know, again the Niners, uh, the Eagles seem to really be struggling and I don't think anybody in their right mind could put, put them in uh a scenario where they, they get through to the Super Bowl and find a way to get it done at this point. But, you know, there there are a couple other teams that that, that strike me as teams that nobody really would want to play. Number one, uh the Rams. I don't think anybody wants to play the Rams right now. Um uh, I think they're a team like Buffalo, uh, that you, you sit there and you say, Man, it's been kind of an up and down year for them, but they're peaking at the right time. Uh uh Matthew Stafford is healthy. Uh he I think he their offense is better now than it's been at any point uh since he's been there. Uh they've got, you know, even though the Cooper Cup is not the same factor, they've got a much more diverse offense now and with Kyron Williams healthy and with all the different options they have in the passing game, including you know Cup Cooper Cup, uh I, I think that they're just a better offense right now. With Matt Stafford's healthy health, I think I think they they're going to scare some people. And then I also think that the Detroit Lions, if 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 they get on a run, if they get that confidence going, you know Jared Goff has been there before. He's won big games before, and I think he's a better quarterback now than he was a few years ago. So. Uh, those are a couple of teams that, that wouldn't surprise me if they were to find a way to get through and maybe upset, uh, the 49ers on the NFC side. Kyron Williams,
0: proud product of? Yes, sir. Notre Dame, baby. Oh, Irish. That's it. You got it. <laughs> what a year he's having, man. I, I love that. All right. So Cleveland, Houston on Saturday, Miami, Kansas City as well. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Sunday. Green Bay, Dallas. Rams, Detroit. Talked about that. And then Philly and Tampa Bay. Which game has got the utmost attention for you?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, 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 which game has got the utmost attention? Um, uh, let's see. Go through them one more time. I'm in my car. And I got, I got a picture it in my head. Cleveland, right Houston, me- Cleveland, Houston.
0: Yeah. Miami, Kansas yeah. City, Pittsburgh, right. Buffalo. Yeah,
3: Green Bay Dallas.
0: Yeah, Rams Detroit and then of course Philly Tampa Bay. We don't care about that game.
3: Well, I I am expecting um and I've been saying this for a little while, but I I'm expecting the uh, and I've been a big Joe Flacco fan uh for years. When yeah. he, when people were down on him uh you know after they w- won the Super Bowl and uh you know, even leading up to it there were there were a lot of people that just never really uh, gave him, I didn't think the credit that he deserved. And I think right now he's riding the wave of an incredible defense. Um, you know, he's throwing more interceptions, uh, in, in the, the games that he's been to than any quarterback in the NFL. And I think in the playoffs, that kind of stuff catches up with you. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, uh, Houston were to find a way to, to knock them off. That game is in Houston, correct? Correct, yes. And yeah, and yeah Cleveland so, without a uh, kicker.
0: Remember that. I know how much you love kickers, but you need a kicker in, in the postseason, my friend. We have a lot of close games here. I would not feel comfortable about ba- backing any team that has an injured kicker right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. And the Rams have had kicker trouble all year long. Yeah, there's too. another one. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. another knock on them, too, right? I, I think I, I like Houston at home in that game. I think they uh T J Stroud just seems to be a, a gamer. Um you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he against that great defense at home in Cleveland I think it'd be a different story, but at home, uh in front of the home crowd, I think if he protects the football, which I think he will do because he's done a pretty good job in I think fifteen of the seventeen games, um, you know, he's had one interception or less. And so, um, you and he didn't play all 17, obviously. So there were only a couple of games where he threw more than one interception or had more than one turnover. So I think he'll step up and play well. And as long as you protect the ball against the Cleveland Browns, don't give them the short field. I, I think that uh, they'll come away with that win. I don't know what the line is on that game, but, um, I, I would expect Houston to win that one. Uh, there, there's a lot of great ones, man. I, yeah. I'm excited to watch them all play off this time of year. Uh, There's just so many great storylines. Um, so I, you know, I have a hard time identifying one that is more exciting than the other. Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of great storylines. I mean, you got the Tyreek Hill situation, Miami going back to Kansas City. You got the McCarthy situation taken on Green Bay. And again, the Stafford and the golf thing, uh, the Rams and Detroit. If I got to get you to pick the winner in that game, who is it? Is it Rams or Detroit?
3: Well, that's a good question. I told you I like them both. Um, I think the the edge obviously has to go to um um the the, the home team. You got to go with the Lions. Um and what a great storyline that is with Matt Stafford going back home in that position, but um you know, I, I would I would lean slightly toward the Detroit Lions in that game, but man, I again, I wouldn't be surprised uh, this, the winner of that game, I think is going to be a dangerous team moving forward. Um, so I give the edge to the Lions, but I like them both.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to the Miami Kansas City game, Steve, but I, I don't know, uh, if you're going to be able to watch this game because for the first time ever, we have a playoff game that will not be shown on any of the major networks. You got to go to Peacock. I hopefully yeah. you can get your Peacock, my friend, and, and find a Peacock. Yeah. I mean, what this is this ridiculous? We're talking about the, Top scoring team in football against the defending champs or the most popular player in Patrick Mahomes. And you got to go get a peacock. Are you kidding me? Let's subscribe. (laughs) We, the NFL holding us hostage, Steve. It's pathetic.
3: Yeah, that, that really is. And I, I I would love to see them have to get up in front of, of the, the cameras and defend that mentality. Uh, all the, all the freaking little nickel and diamond that they do, yeah. uh, throughout the course of the, of the NFL season and all year round, really. Uh, it, it just, it, it, how can you defend, uh, you know, charging people, uh, holding people hostage like that? I, I, I hate it. It's, it's wrong. And, uh, you know, they're, 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 the fact that they're getting all this grief, they deserve it big time. And, uh, you know, uh, they get no, they get no support from me on this one. It's, it's really, it really is highway robbery. I, I, I don't know how you can defend.
0: All right. So I'll tell you the plan right now. You, you make your way up to Vegas Saturday morning, if you want, Friday night, whatever. And then, uh, we'll, we'll go watch the game of the sports book. And then we're having chicken afterwards. How's that? That's it. I love the I love the sound of that. Yes, but but uh, Esther's I, I all for it. I, she told me Esther's all for it. <laughs> Tito's galore. She said I'm in.
3: I, I'm not going to commit until I hear it straight from her. Okay. Um, I don't I don't trust you enough to <laughs> to, uh, to make that kind of a commitment. But I love the sound of it for sure. Okay, I'm just saying I'm throwing it out there. You know, again, you're you're rather
0: adventurous. Throwing it out there, brother. That's
3: you, all. you, you got, you got a place to stay for me? Not, not <laughs> in the same room with you? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you mentioned that, you had to throw that part in there, huh? You know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I will did. say it is a better weekend for you to come this weekend than maybe a few weekends from now. So yeah, yeah. And, and, and definitely, you know, we got, we got you covered for dinner. So, you know, I'm just saying, throw well, it out there. Well, me, and and me, we're going to make some bets. Got to make some bets anyway. So let's go. Yeah. That's right. Well, let me let
3: me think about it. I'll get back to you on that right, one, my man. You do it, man. Alright,
0: we'll let you go. Okay. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. We'll look forward to this weekend's action.
3: All right, buddy. Later. Sounds good. My guys. Take it easy.
0: Steve Burline NFL Monday quarterback, CBS Sports Network on Monday afternoons. Go check him out for the rest of the crew. You gotta love our chicken, don't you? More chicken, more food, nonstop stop sports stock coming your way.